Welcome to another episode of Wicked Smart. I'm your host, Lucas Bean, and my co-host over here is BC Bread. What's up, Bread? And our special guest today is Daniel Moncada of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, what a what an amazing two shows that is, especially Breaking Bad. A huge fan. I've watched it a number of times. I actually worked at Sony Pictures at the time that show came out, and uh, I remember the pilot and the the, uh, the party and everything that go- went with it when the uh, the series got picked up by AMC. So definitely really cool, man. Very uh, very small world how all these things come around. Um, Daniel, how you doing today, man? Hey, good morning, Lucas. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm alive. I'm breathing. Um, I'm happy, man. <laughs> That's the way to look at life, man, right there. I love that attitude. Yeah, so we got I we want to get in, I want to get in deep with you today. Obviously, it's going to be a, a great conversation, so people stick around, invite your friends. If you can, retweet out the space. I pinned up the tweet at the top. I want to give Mintify. This is the time where we actually ask Mintify to give our 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 basically our market market recap for the last like 24 hours. So Mintify, how are you doing, man? You want to you want to give us our recap? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, let's let's and check this night. out for today. And good night. Yeah, sure. That too. <laughs> the uh, a tw- 24-hour uh, NFT market volume absolutely is is falling off a cliff from last week. It's, it's, it's honestly a little bit impressive. The 24-hour Ethereum market volume, just 18.5 million. Uh, last week, it was over 100 million, up 3.6% percent actually it's down 3.6 percent sorry that was a uh, misspeak solana market volume 2.8 million up 24 percent it looks like uh some people are a little bit happy now that it's uh it's back online the highest sale 1000 eth for the sewer pass rank one grail uh sewer pass 21915 that's uh pretty impressive as a reminder, you can uh, try out our beta at trade.mintify.xyz. The top gaining index, top 100 social, up 0.6%, led by the inhabitants' generative identities, 0.59 ETH floor price, up 39%. Doodle's Genesis box, 0.197 ETH floor price, up 17%, and then Doodle's duplicator, also up 17% at a 0.233 ETH floor price. Uh, those getting some sales after Doodles made an announcement that the Genesis box will have, I believe, epic and um, exclusive rewards only. The top losing index, top 20 are down 2%, led by Friendship Bracelets. 0.267 ETH floor price, down 4%. Murakami Lucky Cat Coin Bank. 0.104 ETH for price down 4%, and then Fuocious Paint, 0.39 ETH for price down 3%. Some noteworthy market updates. Liquid staking flips DeFi and is now the second largest crypto sector. The Ethereum testnet successfully forks in its uh, Shanghai rehearsal. And SEC Chair Gensler says, quote everything other than bitcoin end quote is a security so uh we'll have to we'll have to see how what? that becomes clarified over the next uh, few wait, weeks and wait, months wait wait what did, what everything <laughs> yeah that that's the quote the quote i mean the quote it's a, it's a short quote 
it's it's quote everything other than Bitcoin end quote. Then it's perceived. I mean, just due to the context of the conversation um, where they were talking about securities, he said everything other than Bitcoin end quote is a security. Um, so yeah, uh, it's not. That seems like a pretty damning clarification, but it's also extremely broad and lacks a lot of specifics. So I imagine there will be you know better clarifications um, and with more specifics in the coming uh, weeks and months. But regulation is definitely coming. That is, uh, that's not really a speculation at this point. And then the market stats: global crypto market cap ten seventy three point one five billion. Bitcoin dominance forty two point two nine percent. Bitcoin open interest seven point four nine billion, and fear and greed at fifty three. With uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, mostly just consolidating, basically uh, at the same place it was yesterday. Bitcoin twenty three five thirty eight. Uh, down about uh, 0.8% in Ethereum, 1644, down about 0.7%, with the S&P also flat, 3983, up about 0.03%. So some some nice consolidating while the uh, market decides on its next move. That is all. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mintify. I appreciate that, man. It's some crazy stuff, man. Bitcoin's the uh, Bitcoin, man. Oof. He must have a bag of Bitcoin, right? Everything is, everything is a security. Yeah, it's like everything. Everything's a security except for Bitcoin because I have a bag full of Bitcoin, so it makes perfect sense. You know how much you know how much Bitcoin the U.S. government holds from all the confiscations and everything. Oh, I do. Yeah. Insane amount. Insane amount. With that said, thanks for the update, Mintify. Always a pleasure. Um, we have a. We only have like 30, 35 minutes with Daniel. I just got the DM here, so Daniel, talk to me, my man. Tell me everything about how you got it. First, like, let's hear your your career, man. Like I know, I know you have some like interesting things in your life that I would love to get through if you don't mind, like tell us the story from like, you know, how you, your evolution into like first your evolution before breaking bad into breaking bad into better call Saul, all that stuff. And then, and then again into the NFT space, which is amazing. Um, amazing, amazing journey. I mean, it's really, really cool. And I actually think, you know, um, you were you even though you guys didn't say anything in the sh in the show your character you know that you played your character it was just amazing so talk to me my man um, a lot of people cannot play a, a part well without having any dialogue there's very little people that can do that and you guys just did that so let's start with like before breaking bad like give us your origin story uh, uh first off uh thank you lucas uh fire man you, you're the man, bro. The man, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of information. I was like, man, how do you get all this information? Bro? But yeah, uh, yeah. So Breaking Bad, you guys are gonna be surprised, and some of you will probably hate me. Uh, Breaking Bad was actually my first acting gig ever. So yeah, um, my my brother went to an audition, and he's already been acting for maybe like around six, seven years. So he went to the audition. Um, <clears throat> You know, he already had a he already had a relationship with the casting director. So he went to the audition. Uh, he did his thing. Uh, after the audition, you know, they usually talk. To, if they like you, they'll, they'll talk to you and have a conversation with you. So uh, you know, the casting director started talking to him and asking him about life. Oh, hey, Louis. So how's life? My brother's name is Louis. Uh, he's actually my brother. He's three years old. Uh, three years older than me. And, uh, wow, you guys look twins. like twins. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys look like twins. <laughs> oh, come on, Lucas. Don't insult me Sorry, like that, man. man. Sorry, man. I'm going to go hang myself right now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, after the audition, they started talking to him and uh, started asking him questions about life. 
Oh, did you get rugged? Uh, I think he may have gotten rugged. Or did you get a phone call? Oh, it might be a phone call. Daniel, yep, are you yep. there, buddy? He gets a lot of phone calls. He'll probably be right back. <laughs> it happens. It happens often. How's it going, man? How you doing? Uh, it's going. It's going good, bro. It's going good. A little early morning. I just woke up to like fucking three feet of snow, and I'm like, God damn it! But yeah, you know, other than that, I'm chilling. Nice. Glad to hear it. Are you? Uh, are you part of this? Uh, are you part of uh, what you guys are working on? Are you working with Daniel and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah nice. I'm I did not know that. My bad. Nice. I see it now. Yeah, I see it in your profile. Very cool. Should have probably had an introduction. I apologize for that. <laughs> What's no, up, it's pickles? All <laughs> it's all good, bro. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just up here supporting. We're just backing up Daniel. So hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's back. I don't know. Sometimes he gets phone calls. Yeah, I know. Just uh, well, you know, I think I should. I'm gonna write a thread about that today. Like, I mean, I've already written a thread about spaces before, basically, because I've just done so many hours in spaces. I'm going to write another thread of like how, like what's the best practices for spaces. So you were about to tell your story. You're like, I, you, you never acted before your first, your first ever show was breaking bad. And you, you know, um, why don't we start from there? Your first show was ever breaking bad, but are you, hopefully you get into your previous, previous story before too, but, uh, you know, go ahead, take it away, my man. Yeah. So that was, that was, so that was my first, uh, gig ever breaking bad. Then, uh, you know, after that, I, I started going to acting school here and there, you know, because, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't, like we guys were saying, man, the, the the whole acting without saying any dialogue, a lot of people think it's easy because you're not, you're, you don't talk, but in reality, it's, it's pretty hard, man, because you got to communicate without having any dialogue whatsoever. So to be able to convey any, and basically communicate without any, I already compared you, words. by the way, I already compared you to Tom Hanks. So you're, you're good, man. We all know oh, like speaking man. without speaking with like being able to play a role without words is so hard. I think, I think it's, everybody thinks, Oh, it's easy. Just walk around and say nothing. No way. It's crazy that, hard. You know how hard it was to remember my dialogue, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that. It's the facial expressions, like the body language. It's uh, like that is so much more hard to convey, I think, because you can mm-hmm. so you can so easily communicate that stuff via words, right? But body mm-hmm. language and like basically facial expressions, like people like ha- watching have to actually interpret that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, one thing, like my brother and I, we we're we're very very close. Louis and I were very close, so. I, and, Everything that we did, we never rehearsed. It was just on, on the fly. Then we, then we, then we just say action, and we just kind of just go off and and do our thing. We knew what we were supposed to do. That you know, and you already know, uh, Lucas. You're, you know, you work for Sony and stuff. So when when you're on set, like right before you they they do the action, they always do like a, a rehearsal, right? Uh, but we do we we'll kind of just do like the rehearsal super quick, and they would like let us know kind of what they wanted for us to do, whatever. But sure. Like my brother and I, we would never like when we were in the hotel. We would never like try to like rehearse it ourselves and kind of like talk about the, the scenes. We would just go on set, and whenever the camera went on, we would just do our thing. Uh, so, like I said, my brother and I were, were very, very close. So, like a lot of those looks, that's kind of like in real life when we when we talk to each other, we already kind of know what we're thinking. So that translated on on film very well because he, you know, they capture the emotion and everything. Um, then, you know, 
uh, Better Call Saul came, and I'm not going to lie, man. At first, when they said Better Call Saul was going to be a thing, I was thinking, like, man, Breaking Bad, our, our characters are very iconic. Hopefully, they don't fuck it up, <laughs> you know, and, and they make us, you know, kind of not iconic anymore. But, man, Better Call Saul was a, was a treat, man. The fact that we were able to come back from the dead, and and be able to the, play the roles again, and we had a lot, a lot more screen time, a lot more screen time. I think on Breaking Bad, I did see six episodes, my brother, did, my brother did five. Um, Better Call Saul, I think we did like nine or ten altogether. And to be able to like to be in in the Breaking Bad universe, man, it, it's 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 amazing, man, because those two shows are, if I mean. I'm saying that as a fan, not because I worked on it. Uh, sure. Two of the best shows ever created in history of television. The, the, I mean, a lot of people even say it. There's no doubt. That, no doubt that Breaking B- Bad. Better Call Saul was better yeah. than Breaking Bad. I was like, really? I would have I never thought that. I, I would have never thought that anybody was going to say Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. The this, the story, the storyline, the cinematography, uh, the dialogue on, on Better Call Saul is amazing. It's so smart. It's so different than Breaking Bad in, in some some ways, but it's so smart to the team and everything about like the the, the crime, uh, the the, lo- the 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 lawyer dialogue and everything is it was very accurate. Yeah, I agree. I, my my question to you is, and because I wasn't obviously at Sony at this time, was was Better Call Saul directed by the same people as Breaking Bad? Uh, yeah, you know, most, That's even why. mostly, even mostly, uh, most of the crew, like you know, the the fir- uh, uh, first assistant director, second assistant directors, uh, pr- uh, props, uh, hair, makeup, mostly everyone that was on on Breaking Bad uh, wasn't Better Call Saul. Love that. Yeah, Better Call. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you guys really know too much about. You know, I'm pretty sure you know Lucas, but a lot of people that know is. The show was supposed to be done in California, but when they pitched the show, nobody really wanted to pick it up because everyone was scared. Like, oh, they don't want to glorify violence and, and, and meth and, and all that stuff. <laughs> so they were trying to pitch it and pitch it and pitch it and pitch it, and nobody wanted to nobody wanted to do it. So Sony had the big balls, and Sony was like, all right, fuck it, we'll do it. And... And but they didn't want to do it in California. I think first they wanted to do it in, in Inland Empire, right. and you know because Inland in, in Empire is in Southern California and there's a lot of desert, so they wanted to oh, do yeah. it in the desert. Yep. And nobody wanted no, they didn't want to do it. So what Sony did was they relocated to uh, to New Mexico. New Mexico back then was not big on films and TV and TV shows or anything. No commercials. It was just like that, and. I think the mayor over there or the governor, they they were giving back basically money to the production so the productions could go and, and film over there. Yeah, that and makes sense. now yeah, and now man, now is New Mexico is one of the aside from from filming now. That's because of breaking bad and better call Saul. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know uh, other there's other cities in the United States that also do that and in Canada, but they they give back and I think it's uh, Atlanta, Georgia also does that. New Mexico mm-hmm. does obviously New Mexico does that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. tell you internally from the Sony Pictures side that sh- when that show was pitched, 
people were trying to compare it to like, oh, it's just that show. It's just a remake of the show Weeds, but with meth. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's so much much better than that. So it was pretty tough to to actually go for it, like all in on that show. But, you know, they finally they finally did. So I think it was such a great move. And it definitely is one of the most prolific shows ever. I mean, I think so. I've watched Breaking Bad all the way through all seasons at least three times, probably more than that. But and uh, again, breaking. Uh, I haven't seen the last season of Better Call Saul, so oh, I will. Man. I will see it. Don't get me wrong. I'm gonna see it. Oh, don't bro, worry. You're, you're, don't you're worry. In for it. You're in for a treat, man. If you think if you think season four and season five were great, you have no idea. Once you watch season six, bro, it is it's amazing. I, I'm I'm actually just... watching watching Breaking Breaking Bad right now. I'm on season five, like episode five or something. It's it's man. <laughs> Bro, I, I forgot. It. I haven't watched the last se- ep- season Ooh. either, Daniel. Remember, because oh. you were you were still doing it. I never got to go back and watch it. Damn it! Actually, hey, I'm hey, excited. Fully, I get to go watch it. Hey, fully Vox, your 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 audio is like wicked loud. Just an FYI, turn down your uh, if you can turn down your input. That would be or your output there. How about, be great. How about now? Is that better for you? Yeah, if you, I think it's See, now you sound sexy. Yeah, put this. Do I sound? If you speak away from your mic a little bit more, like I would say, put a fist um, between your mouth and the mic. And you'll Ooh. see that's that's like a whole that, fist. That's usually the good distance away for uh, making the the audio sound really good. Just tell me if you can hear this. In a world full of actors, yep, you can hear it, dude. One show. Okay, I'm just making sure it was working. Yeah, you're good. Man. So, Daniel, <laughs> tell me, man. So before before your your amazing fame, which by the way you deserve it because you did a great job in both shows, obviously amazing. And it's funny, like you know, people are like, "Oh, you didn't you didn't say anything." It's like, dude, come on. So uh, what what happened? Like, what was going on before that? Like, what were you what were you working on before that? Uh, before that, I was doing I was doing security for films. Yep, and I did it. I did security for films for maybe like six, seven years. And before I, that, before that, I don't know if I'm, it's pretty out there in, in, in the internet. I, I was, uh, you know, I had gone to prison and all that stuff. I was, that's what I want to hear about right there. Yeah, you, you told me that I was, story. I want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're young, you make a lot of mistakes, you get hundred percent with, with the wrong crowd and you know, that good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I made, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, and uh, you know, I, I paid for for my mistakes, and it it, it sounds kind of wild, it sounds kind of crazy, but I'm actually very thankful that I was able to to do the to do the time, because if I wouldn't have done the time, I wouldn't have gone to prison, I wouldn't have learned everything that I learned, uh, made, made me humble, made me uh, down to earth, uh, super disciplined, man. Pr- prison makes you so disciplined bro because there, there's a lot of rules there's a lot of structures it's not like you're gonna go in there and try to be a badass because there's always gonna be somebody more badass than you you know right. so it, 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 i mean if you really think about it man it's i i always tell tell people everybody should go to prison or or, or jail at one point in their life just for like a couple of days just to remind yourself to be fucking grateful because man we take freedom for granted so much man just like the little things in life i'm gonna give you an example it sounds kind of stupid but 
just the fact that you're able to have a key, man, and open your fucking door to your house, man. Sorry for the cussing. I no, do, swear I, all you want, man. man. Swear so all you want. When, when I get a little, you know, into a story, I I I tend to cuss a lot, but don't worry about it. Yeah, just the just the fact that 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 you have a fucking key to open your fucking door, man. Have a roof over your head. That you have water to drink. That you have food to eat. That you're able to digest your food. That you know, it's like that you're able to drink water and fucking pee, man. There's a lot of people that don't, they can't do that. They you know they they can't do it at all. They have an apparatus attached to them to be able to do that. Uh, I always tell, like like I said, I always tell people you, you need to get punched in the face like every now and then just to kind of remind yourself there's always gonna be somebody more badass than you. Don't be egotistical. Don't be a piece of shit to people. Treat people like you want to be treated. And that that phrase right there, treat people like you want to be treated. I learned it in prison. And to this day, I live by it because. You cannot treat people and respect people and expect respect because that's not the way it goes. You know, it doesn't matter how famous or how much money you have in the bank. You got to treat people the way you want to be treated, man. 100%. Plain and simple. Couldn't agree more with that. I, I feel the same way. I, I, I go by a different, just a little bit different variations, like treat people how they want to be treated rather than how I want to be treated. So, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing, same scenario because mm-hmm. everybody wants to mm-hmm. be treated differently. So you got to kind of learn their, learn how they want to be treated and like treat them that way in a, in a really kind way. But it's a really good mm-hmm. starting point, what you said. So dude, I have to ask, man, how was, how was prison? Like, how did you, like, I would be scared to death, like to do that, you know, to go to prison and like, tell it, is there, is there like something that, you know what I mean? Like, is it all true what they say about prison? You go in there, you have to watch your back at all times, stuff like that. Like, is there any like crazy stories you could tell us real quick about, like from, from prison? Yeah, well, that is that is very true. You gotta you gotta really really watch your back. You gotta watch your back at all times. Uh, it's not that I'm traumatized, man, but even till this day, like when when I go to restaurants, I always have my back against the wall. It's almost like, you know, a fully vascular could vouch for this. It's almost kind of like the military, man. You always got to watch your back because you never know when, you know, uh, when something's going to happen. So you always got to watch every single angle so you make make sure you're safe, you know, because you never know when somebody's going to come from behind and shoot you in the head or, or, or anything. So I always, it's not it's not that I'm paranoid. I just don't want to get caught slipping kind of thing. And, and I want, it's gonna sound kind of kind of crazy, but I actually enjoyed being in prison <laughs> because, like I said, like it made me the person that I am right now. It made me, it made me, uh, like I say, grateful. It it made me realize that that I could get taken out every any any time of the day, man. So you always gotta watch your back. Yeah, it's a little scary at times. You know, you see stuff and you're like, God damn, that shit just happened. Like you you. I seen many people get stabbed. I uh Jeez. Yeah, it's uh How do you stay out of trouble like in prison? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a it's almost like a circular reference. You know what I mean? Like you go there and then you have to like defend yourself or this is what I've seen on TV just so you know. So pardon my my ignorance on the on the matter. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, I always see that people tend to like go there and then because they because they're there and things are happening they like get time added onto their sentence because they're defending themselves or something because you know what I mean? Like, is there, is there any stories like that, that you can, is there any things like that, that actually happen? Or is that really true? Or is that mostly if you just keep to yourself, you're, you'll, you'll be all right. 
Sorry, kind of broke up a little bit. Sorry, at the beginning. What were you saying at the beginning? Sorry. I was just saying, like, if you, uh, you know, defending yourself in, like, when you're in prison and someone, like, comes at you or whatever it is, like, how do you, how do you stay safe, basically, in, like, when you're in prison? Is it, like, do you just keep to yourself and keep doing what you do? Or do you have to actually, you know what I mean? Like, what happens if someone attacks you and they, like, is it common for them to just, like, add time? It seems like a, a circular reference where you're, like, stuck there because you keep having to defend yourself or something. And again, my knowledge is from TV. So I don't really know like how it is. That's why I'm asking these questions is because I just don't know. Like, is there uh, is there something, no, how, how do you stay, how do you keep your head down without getting into trouble or people wanting to like, I mean, take a piece of you gotta, away? You just gotta be cool, man. You gotta be, you just gotta be chill. Don't, don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. You know, don't, don't do politics. Don't gamble. Uh, don't think that that you hard, that you're the shit, that you're that you're tough. Because if they, if you start acting like you're tough, man, they're gonna be like, "Oh, really? You're tough? Go stab, go go stab that guy over there." You know, right? Uh, he he he's he did this, he did that, or whatever. He's a rat, or he owes people money, or whatever. So just just mind your own business, basically. You know, don't don't try to act like you're that you hard. Don't try to act like you're crazy. Uh, respect people and when it comes to like people attacking you it doesn't it, it, see hollywood makes it seem like yes hollywood <laughs> yeah, yeah hollywood makes it seem like you know but i mean that's the thing because people don't know so people like really believe it you know people hollywood i mean people will eat it up like really really fast um so what you do is you just like i say you just mind your business and 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 don't disrespect nobody because if you disrespect somebody you're most likely going to get stabbed but nobody's really going to just attack you out of nowhere, you know? That does that never happens, you know? You got to have you got to ha- have have done something bad in order for them to just attack you. You it doesn't just happen. I mean, unless you're a rat or 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 you're a child molester or a rapist or anything. If you're any of the above then then yeah, you're you're going to get got like real quick, you know? Wow. That's crazy, man. Crazy time. So, so you you were in prison and you got out and you started doing security for movies and then you made it all the way to, you know, breaking bad, man. I mean, that's the inspirational story that, that, mm-hmm. that is you, my man. Like you were able to do that and like turn it all around. And now you're like, I mean, again, I agree that like something bad happens in your life, whether it be prison or a breakup or, you know, business not working out and, you know, you could be in your darkest moment that does not, you know, it humbles you. You know what I mean? It like, it turns you into something that, you know what I mean? Like if you have an ego, cause I've definitely been there. I've had like some major, I was, I was very, I'm a very cocky person. At least I was when I was younger and, you know, having gone through business failures and things like that in terms of my career. And by the way, failures happen with everything. Mine's like mm-hmm. nothing compared to your story, of course, but you know what I mean? Like those things humble you, you need to get, virtually slapped in the face or knocked down to understand like how grateful you should be for the things we have here. Like you said, like for, for me to walk into my own place, you know what I mean? And like have a place to sleep. It's not on the street. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be grateful these for these things, like the people in your life, your friends, your family, think people that are willing to like help you along the way when they don't have to, you know what I mean? Like these are the things we need to be great. I'm grateful for being on stage right now with you chatting with you. Like think about where in the world could we be doing this? Like outside of the United States, it would be really tough. 
mm-hmm. because uh, people have it hard. They're like living, you know, paycheck to paycheck or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we should be unbelievably grateful even that we woke up. Like, it's like, what is it? 400 trillion to one that we were even like born or created, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to think that way. So Breaking Bad and then like you were psyched that they actually called you back for Better Call Saul, right? You were just like, hey, man, yeah. we're redoing this. This is awesome. It's super psyched, brother. You know, I, I touched base at the, at the beginning of the conversation where you said, man, like I always tell people, man, the, the only barriers that you create is the ones that you put yourself, you know, because like I said, like, like you said, if if I made it, if I was able to turn my life around and, and be where I'm at now, comparing to how I was back in days, I, I'll tell you straight out, man, like, I never thought that I was going to make it over 21, man. Not even let alone 20. I thought that was going to be the life that I was living. I really didn't think I was going to make it this long. I was, I really thought that I was going to not even pass the the, the 20s. Um, so I'm extremely grateful that I'm alive. I, I wake up in the morning. The fact that I'm able to breathe in the morning, man, I'm, I'm grateful for those little things, you know, that, you know, that I'm able to drink a cup of coffee, that I'm able to make a cup of coffee uh, on the stove. Because when you're in, in prison, you you don't you don't get no stove, man. You get the instant coffee, tastes like shit, you know. <laughs> um, but that's just that's all you have. So you gotta be you gotta be grateful for having a shitty cup of coffee. Um, but yeah, man, I. The fact I, I was so so happy when they called us for for better call. So not just not just because of the paycheck, but the fact that we we're able to portray the the iconic characters that my brother and I had. It was it, it was just a blessing, and the fact that we we're not we we're not gonna die because I mean, better call Saul's before Breaking Bad. So we we're just thinking, how many episodes are we gonna get? Right. So, and, and you know, and after Breaking Bad, uh, like I said, I, I was doing security. Then, then um, I, I was doing security and tattooing. And once we got the Breaking Bad, I, I just kept, I just kept going. I, I went to acting school. I started, you know, booking a little jobs here and there. Uh, I started working catering for uh, for films. I've been doing on and off. I haven't really been doing it lately. Uh, but every now and then, I kind of go back to the catering just to kind of humble me because. When you start, when I start getting kind of comfortable with life, I always go back to catering just to remind myself: if you don't apply yourself, this is your second option. This is Plan B, and I don't want the I don't want the Plan B. Um, I'm not, and I'm not talking about uh, pills. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to have a Plan B where I'm I'm gonna be doing catering because catering, man, it's it's hard work, man. You you go to work like at 1, a, 1, 2 a.m., and you get off, like, anywhere from 15 to 18 hours later. Every day, you sleep, like, two, three hours, and the same thing all over again. So you don't have a life. You're always tired. You always feel like shit. You you're, you're feel weak. But you got you to gotta, you gotta keep working. And um, I, so I, I kept like, getting little jobs here and there. I was doing the catering and, uh, you know, just to get a little more income. And I, I started booking more and more jobs. And we got better call Saul and uh, ended up doing uh, uh, you know little TV shows here and there. I did uh, a movie with uh, Mel Gibson, Bloodfather. Uh, another movie that I did was uh, with Clint Eastwood, The Mule. That was a great movie, yeah, by the way. I watched that movie. That was uh, really good. Yeah, it was, it was great. And Clint Eastwood, man, that dude is 
he's a workhorse, man. He's such a great person. He's so cool, humble, down to earth. That that I think when I met him, he was eighty nine or ninety. Wow. And and that dude was directing. He was producing. He was the main actor in it. And that that guy would not sit down. He was always on his toes, walking around, making sure everything was uh, going properly. Uh, he would communicate with everyone like, like, like he was just a regular person, you know. And to see somebody with that stature in Hollywood, it's 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 pretty awesome, man. Seriously, it's one of my best experiences I had on uh, on any movies that I that I've been in. And um, I think uh, then then we could go to the to the crypto side. I started I started getting into crypto uh, late uh, 2016, beginning of 2017. I got into this project because uh, one of my buddies that he's really good at finances. He does real estate and he does stocks, so he got into a, into a project. So I got into the project. I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to make a lot of money because everything that they were supposed to do, right? That didn't turn out so well. Uh, I We basically got rugged. Um, I put in so much money to the project that I could have given a down payment for a house, put it that way. I lost all that money. Wow. So after so after that, I, I had a little sour taste in my mouth about, about crypto. I was like, man, I was like, man fuck that. That's, that's a scam. Like a lot of people, you know, that 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 when it first start, you know, um I lost so much money I was like, ah fuck that. I'm I'm this is not for me. Uh, at one point, uh, the money that I had put in, it was maybe like tripled or maybe like I probably had an a five X, but I didn't want to pull out because I'm thinking it's gonna keep on going, right? That was a mistake that a lot of people a lot of us made. Uh and then once finally the project was done, like I said, I I just disappeared from crypto for maybe about a year I, I didn't want to invest and one of my buddies called me one day and he's like hey man so like you should probably get into crypto again bro i know i know you're you're not too happy with the whole situation how how it went down but he started just telling me a lot of stuff so you know he ignited the fire in me again woke up the beast and i just kind of started doing a lot of more research i told myself i really need to do more research because the previous the project that i got rugged on I did research, but I was more basing it on on a third party. So I didn't do the, as much research as I should have. When I came back in 2019, I started doing research like like no other, man. Like if I was reading a script, if I was going to go do an acting job or, or, or do a catering job, whatever. And... And I and I've been back since, you know. And now, and then I started promoting a little projects here and there. At first, I was investing into projects. Then I started promoting a little projects, you know, here and there, which is cool. But then I didn't, I didn't really like uh, the fact that I would promote a project and the vision was something, and then, then, then it wasn't. You know, I was not in with the developers. I. I you know, they they only tell you so much. Yeah, of course. So I told myself, you know what, man, I, I I'm I'm done promoting projects. I'm just kind of, and then and I got with my my boy here, fully box. So we made a we made each other on the on the project, and and we were talking on DMs. And I like the fact that when we were we first started talking, he never showed me a project. He never told me, hey hey hey, Danny. You know, a lot of 
my 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 close friend they call me Danny. So there's a kid Danny like uh hey look man this project here and like he never mentioned that one time try to show me a project. It was it was more like we we would just vibe on a, uh, on Telegram and we would just talk and talk and talk and it's like nobody was nobody else was on stage but him and I. We just fuck around, make jokes, start making voices. This guy's an animal making voices, man. He could do any voice that you could think of. It was um, love at first sight, Daniel. I love our first he our first ear. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, we we met in the project, and and we just. I mean, I talk to this motherfucker every fucking day. I talk to this guy more than I talk to my 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 friends and in, in IRL. You know, like in, the people that I that I've been knowing for a very long time. I talk to this guy every every day. We text and i but uh, yeah and so then we started getting into like more into building projects instead of just being behind the scenes and trying to promote projects you know because i just didn't like how a lot of projects they kind of say some things and they don't and they don't follow up right it was like so the started, it was the roadmap of 2021 was it was like launch an NFT project, have a metaverse, have, mm-hmm. you know, land inside of a metaverse, make a game. Like that was literally the roadmap of 2021 and like beginning of yeah. 2022. It's like, there's all these promises and, you know, a lot of people just, you know, were, were not, they didn't really build the game. They didn't do the metaverse. They didn't, you know, buy the land, whatever the case may be. That was the roadmap, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I agree. Exactly. And one thing I take very seriously, I don't I don't want to use my platform for just promoting stuff just to get a quick a quick buck. Cause that, that's not me, man. I'm, I'm not a sellout, man. I, I, I believe in integrity and my reputation to me is everything. Somebody could try to offer me a million dollars and be like, and, and if, if, if I think the projects is going to be a piece of shit, I'm not going to take the money because that could be my last paycheck in, in crypto. So I, I rather... I'd rather just be truthful and and have honor in what I what I, I if, if I do promote something, then just take a paycheck and just run with it like a lot of the celebrities do. They don't care. They don't do the research. They don't know. They don't know what they're getting themselves into. So um, now, um, Mr. Fully Vox over here and and I we're uh, we're working on the marketplace. We've been working a little over over a year. Uh, Meme NFT. It's a NFT marketplace, and you know we had a little bit of hiccups here and there, but you know uh, now we're almost we are about what what fully box uh what twenty six days to launch. Yeah, we're uh let's see, yeah March twenty third. So yeah, we're twenty three days after today. Twenty yeah twenty three days yeah. So so what we have is you know we want to have a, a NFT marketplace. And, you know, like a lot of other marketplaces, they charge 2% for the transaction fees and all that sales and all that stuff. We're going to have, we're going to do a 2%, uh, uh, you know, a fee, but half of those fees go into the, into the rev share pool. So anybody that gets, has a token, they're going to be getting revenue from the, from the volume from the marketplace. So it's pretty, pretty awesome, man. Cause what, what we think is we always want to get back to the community. We don't want to just, uh, Give me, give me one second. Like, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. So one thing is, we we just we want to get back to the community, man. You know, uh, it's 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 a uh, marketplace going to be 
by traders for traders. We we don't want to just take money and take money like those guys from Coinbase or or OpenSea that they just take money and they don't put it back into into the project. We want to be able to change that and and really be for the people. That's why we call it the people's marketplace. Yeah, I love it. So you always want to you guys want to like talk about your marketplace you're building real quick. I would like for Mr. Fulvax over here to talk about it because I, I, I'm not. I, I could talk about it, but this guy will put it more, more. Uh, oh, he's in not a smart he's not, way. Hold on, let me way better. He, let me add him back up. Man. Yeah, he there got. Go. Looks like he got rugged a little bit there. Yeah, I rugged uh, myself. I, I hit my, I hit my wrist at the top, and it made me leave. I was like, no. Yeah, we're so we're not usually a, a, a space where we talk about projects. We usually just do like interviews on like artists and things like that, or like you know um, people like Daniel. But you know what? Let's talk about the marketplace for like <laughs> well, 120 seconds or something like that. Yeah, like we'll do ask questions. We'll do a soft show. Yeah, yeah, soft show. Soft, soft, <laughs> soft show. Love so it. basically, <laughs> we're just building a marketplace that's by traders for travers. It's the people's marketplace. Like we actually care about the people over over profits kind of a thing, right? So we're we're more concerned about providing a good platform. Um, and not providing you a platform that's just all about money. Like you can't pay us to get on the front page of our platform. That's not part of our business model. It's not anything that we're going to do. Um, we're trying to be a safe platform, so we will have a one-to-one trading, uh, like a interaction D app kind of thing. So you'll be able to trade uh, with someone else without having to rely just on the trust between you guys. Like you'll be able to see what you're going to trade beforehand. You both got to confirm it goes into intermediate wallet. And then when it's done, it'll, it'll, it'll go to the other parties, uh, things like that, which you can trade NFTs and whatever blockchain currency you have as well. So that's going to be something coming on the platform. Um, and like I said, we're just all about being transparent. We're all about community. Like, all, all of these marketplaces, nobody likes using them. Like a lot of people, when you ask them, they're like, oh yeah, I use OpenSea or I use LooksRare or I use this or that. But like no one's really excited about it. And that's what we're doing with Meme NFT. We want you to be excited about trading your NFTs. So a lot of the stuff we're doing is very community oriented. So we are going to have community pages on these uh, different projects, right? So if you, if you have a community page, you can communicate all of your Twitter feed, your Instagram, your TikTok, all that stuff. We're going to have API integrations for all that. So if you have a community page on your project, you know, people that are coming in, new investors can see like how active you are as a community. Like what's your engagement rating? Um, are you guys actually doing something good in this space? Are you just a, are you just a, a regular old PFP? Um, is there a utility behind it? All these kind of things are going to be on your profile pages. Um, if you have multiple wallets like I do, and I'm sure most people do in here who invest, like you'll be able to have all of your wallets in there and be able to see all of your NFTs and all of your wallets, um, things like that. So it's really like, I mean, this platform is really designed and built just to like for, for the traders and the regular people out there that are using these things every day and want more out of a platform, right? That's what Meme NFT is about. We're not coaxing anybody with any free airdrops that are just going to come get the airdrops and leave. I don't know if you guys have seen, but blurs like, uh, um, mobile is like non-existent. Like it, you can't even use it on mobile, um, and the UI is terrible. So what we did is we built a fantastic UI from a really good uh, team out of Dubai, um, and we're just going to provide a really good platform and customer service level, right? Like so, if you come to us, we're going to have a live chat. We're even going to have a video chat function. Like you're going to actually be able to talk to somebody if you're having issues. So that's that's, really, um, that's all I want to say. That's really powerful. Yep. Just so you know, like I, there's definitely some. 
complaints in the space where you can't really get customer service from from any of these marketplaces. So that's actually a benefit. My question to you, though, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm going to ask a few questions here now. Um, yeah. Is you're, it's another marketplace. Like, do we like how are you guys planning on getting like volume and people to trade on a new marketplace, knowing that like Blur came in is giving you know incentivizing people to trade there. You know, OpenSea is obviously the the legacy. Um, you know, it's basically their A to lose. Like I know, yeah. I know Blur's kind of flipped OpenSea a little bit because of the you know the they're incentivizing people to trade on their platform and and it seems to be working. How do you plan on competing with these like juggernauts? Because it's like, you know, I see a future where there's decentralized more every, every project or every company has their own marketplace. And then there's an aggregator, a search aggregator, or like a search engine for these decentralized marketplaces where they actually can, can, they can actually control their, you know, like, Hey, you, you, you can only buy over here and it's locked anywhere else. You can't trade on OpenSea. You can't trade on blur. And then, you know, that's, they can then control the royalty part the flow. So they don't uh, have to worry about people trading somewhere else and not paying the royalty. So I see that. as I think it's going to be both. I think it's going to be both, right? Like think about traditional business right now. Like Best Buy has a eBay store and they also have their own store, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's, it's kind of like a both. It's, it's a, it's a double sided sword kind of a thing. Like eBay has been around since the dawn of time because it works. It's easy. Everything's in one place. Uh, not everybody wants to go to individual individual project sites and and do all their trading on all these different sites and connecting their wallet to twenty different sites. You know what I mean? So I do see the need for that. Some people that are diehard fans of Board Apes or whatever might want to go just on the the Yuga Labs trading platform that they might have in the future and do it there, right? So I totally get your your argument there. And so what we're doing is I've been involved in projects like deep inside of projects since day one of being in this space. Like as the CEO of this company, I don't just sit up here and talk about my project. I go to projects. I go to the apocalyptic apes. I go to the, the, uh, yeah, my mutant. yeah, yeah. I love Fiddy. Fiddy's great. I go to, I go to all these projects, right? You know, Grand Mabe Spot Club, OG Apes. I could list a ton of projects. I actually go there and I talk to the investors and the individuals and I let them know what we're building here, right? Like my my our whole campaign is gonna is literally we're going after a piece of the pie. If we get up to that point where we're just like destroying everybody, that's great. But like my whole point is is even if I get five percent of market share and just provide a platform where people in a in a marketplace community, that's fine with me. As long as there's some place where people are having a good time while they're training their NFTs and they have a platform they can actually call home and they're proud to say I trade on meme NFT. And I know we made it, right? But yeah, it is going to be hard. Yep. It is going to be hard. You brought up a great point. Like, it's not easy to penetrate this market. Now, Blur, where they fucked up, is they decided to do this airdrop, but then they have this really trash UI user experience, right? So everybody's complaining that's, about their that's, platform. And- let's, let's be honest. That's subjective. Like, some people love it. I actually like the Blur interface myself. Um, I'm sure there's other people in the space that as well like it. And then people, you know, basically bag on OpenSea as well. But OpenSea is like a tried and true method. Like it's, there's no pioneering mm-hmm. cost when you use the way that you put in the, a UI like mm-hmm. OpenSea is because you're, you're using things that you're using an interface that people are used to. So they cut down, yeah. it cuts down on the loss, right? They, uh, they understand yeah a marketplace like that because it's like, it looks like eBay. It looks like Amazon. It has product listings and images and all that stuff where it's easy to see all of them. There's there, obviously there's some, there's some, you know, things they need to work out, but right now they're still number one. And number two is blur 
And then, like I said, they're like monsters and I, I get it. Like but, it's, it's a, uh, it's definitely, it's just tough to, I just can't imagine just like your marketplace yeah. launches. Right. And then what happens if another three or four marketplaces launch, right? Which there, I know of. Like, oh yeah. Three, which I is know, going to happen. I know of at least three right now in production that is going to be launching in the next like month or two at the late, at the latest. So I know for a fact yep. there are. So. And OpenSea, for me, I've always said this, OpenSea is a MySpace of NFT marketplaces. There is going to be a marketplace that takes it over because they didn't spend the time in the beginning to really integrate with the community. They were very reactive with everything. They weren't proactive. Yep. And that is going I to agree. be the downfall of that platform to, to me, in my opinion. I agree. They are, they, yeah. are, they are. I'm not saying they're the MySpace yet, but, um, you know, if we look back on history compared to MySpace and Facebook, when you start the race to try to catch back up with somebody, start making mm -hmm. moves to like compete with Blur, you've kind of lost. Blur's like Facebook, I would say right now. Although the UI is like really, really basic, like you were saying. But again, like I mm -hmm. said, a lot of people like that. It's made for well, high frequency we'll traders. We'll see when the airdrop stuff is over and see how many people still stay on the platform, right? That's why we didn't do any gimmicky marketing. Yeah, looks like weird. Looks weird. The same thing. Remember, like they did. Yeah, and then they. Yeah, they did the same thing, and then they flattened off a little bit too. And that's of something course. that we didn't want to do because it was like, dude, I don't want a bunch of people just coming over to to get rich real quick and leave. Like, I want real investors using this platform. That's why I said we may not be a top three marketplace, but if we take five percent of the market share and like people love and enjoy using the platform then we've done our job. Our investors are making money. We're making money. Half of our fees go into a pool that's shared with the community. So if you own the token, the ETH, the ETH RevShare token, you get to have the fees off of the platform. And that's the pre-sale we're in right now that ends tonight. So that's that's the whole thing. Is uh, We're launching March 23rd. So thank you for the time up here talking about it, Lucas. Yeah, it's our, it's our pleasure for sure, man. That's uh, good stuff. I look forward to it, man. I'll definitely check it out. If you guys, uh, do you guys have like a iteration that you're allowing like early access to? Cause I'll, I'll check it out and give you guys feedback if you want. Um, March 23rd is going to be like, um, not the full blown, like we're going to have a lot of the features, but not everything. And then over the weeks for the next two months after March 23rd, we'll have everything. But, um, there's so much stuff I haven't talked about because there was a lot of things I was talking about and then OpenSea was bringing it out. And I was like, I didn't just shut the hell up because I don't know if someone was listening to me or if they were on the same mindset of the things that I was talking about, which is totally possible, right? So I have a statement of work that is just absolutely robust and amazing on a lot of different things that you haven't seen in a marketplace before. And that's those unfair advantages that's going to that, that's gonna give us a leg up over some of these other marketplaces that are out there because we've got beautiful minds on this team and we're willing to put in the dev work to make it happen just, just for everybody to enjoy the platform. So... I like it, man. I like it. All right, cool. Well, let's look forward to that for sure. Um, very, very interesting stuff. Does, oh, yeah. does anybody have any questions for uh, anybody? For Sarah Am or Red? Um, no, you're good. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Lucas might be. Uh, Lucas, Lucas maybe he got a phone call. Hey, yeah. I'm right here. Sorry about that. I was on mute. I was talking the whole time. How funny is that? <laughs> so does anybody have any? <laughs> it's all good. Does anybody have any questions? With, uh, yeah. with uh, OpenSea. Even till this day, I I put a I put a ticket about I think it was like December. Yeah, uh, customer service sucks. <laughs> 20, bro, this sucking. It doesn't even sucks. exist. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even bro, exist. I, I putting I putting a ticket to get verified in twenty twenty one, and still to this day, I uh, haven't heard back. And I ended up I submitted another ticket and another ticket. I probably did like many, maybe like four or five tickets already to try to see if I could get verified. Not an answer for them, bro. 
not an answer phone. So that's why we try. I, I, one of the things that we want to change too, because like right now, for example, I'm the chief branding officer at Meme NFT. We got the CEO right here. And so we're going to keep on coming to spaces and we're going to keep on communicating with people. Obviously, when we start growing a lot more, I mean, we're only going to be able to come in so much, but we're always going to try to get back to the community and be and be there, be present, not just, oh, okay, we're making too much money now. We're not going to show up. Like, you know, that's something that we're always going to try to have because that's very important to be able to have uh, customer service uh, support. And in case you got a problem, you can always send us a DM and, and talk to us, you know, talk to us like the way we're talking right now. You know? Daniel, I have a question for you, man. Just one more question about like you were working with Clint Eastwood. You said, is it true that he actually, sure. is it true that he only gives like one take? He only allows you to have one take and this just moves on. Uh, no, that's, 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 that's not, that's not, uh, that's not true. Uh, sorry. I got run a couple of times. You're um, good. Yeah. Um, no, no, he actually lets you have the freedom to kind of do kind of your, your own little, you throw your own little flavor. I should uh, I could say, into whatever he whatever you're shooting like uh for example me uh i was only supposed to have one line i was supposed to do one line and one one scene that was that was a little bit small but i had a conversation with him and i told him the like the character i told him the character in real life he wouldn't do that the character like me if i was a character I told him I will do this, I will do that. I wouldn't just like just do like the script says, you know. In reality, a, a cartel guy will never do that, you know. Right. So he was able to he was able to hear me. He's like, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk about it later when the scene comes comes up. And I ended up talking to the script supervisor, and I told her what I was thinking about saying. I, I told her like I don't think the guy would just stay quiet. I think the guy will probably say this or probably will do this instead of just like trying to look iconic and just be cool. And yeah, so I was able to, I was able to throw a little bit of line here and there because, and like, and like I told that, I told the script supervisor, I'm not trying to like make a whole monologue of just so I could highlight, highlight myself as, a, as an actor. I just want to throw something in there. So the character seems more believable. And I was, I was able to throw that in there and they kept it. So that was pretty awesome. That is really cool. That is really, really cool, man. You really, you really have a good career like ahead of you, man. This is just starting. I think again, you're, you're in a movie with Clint Eastwood directing it. And it's actually, and, and also obviously the star of the star of the movie. I've seen it. It's actually pretty good. And obviously two amazingly iconic shows that have like at least five seasons or more, which is amazing. Like that's just such a cool, like that's just something to be super proud of right there. So respect. And I love, I love your humility story, how you go back to catering just to feel like, Hey man, it, it keeps you humble, keeps you in that mm -hmm. spot where you remain hungry and you remain like, you know, that, that feeling of like, Oh my God, I just need to be grateful for everything I have because this job's yeah. hard. I worked four years while I was in undergrad. I was going to college and working a full-time job because, you know, I was paying for my own college. And let me tell you, I, I was a waiter for four years and that's not no. an easy job, my man. But you know what? Oh, it, no, no. You know what? It, it does make you, no doubt, it makes you like humble. Like, I didn't even know the word of like ego, you know, during that when I worked there and then like was going to grad school or like undergrad, like full time. It was what it did give me, though. Every night I would wait, wait on like 30 to 40 tables 
And that gave me 30 to 40 chances a night to like, basically, you know, when you're a waiter, you have to like sing for your, you know, your supper in a way to get, yeah. you know, get the biggest tip. You have to get, provide amazing service. It, out yeah. of, out of the four years, I waited 26,000 tables. Like that's 26,000 times to be on stage, like talking Damn. to people, which improved my public speaking right away. Mm-hmm. I was, it was my junior, my senior year. I like, I had a, I had a public speaking course and they were like, how are you so good at public speaking and all that other stuff? And I was like, I've been waiting tables for, you know, three years at that point. I'm like thousands of tables. I waited <laughs> at that point. They're like, how do you do it? I'm like, go wait tables for a year and you'll improve your public oh. speaking by a thousand percent, thousand percent. A hundred percent because you cannot be, you cannot be reactive to some people when they're assholes. So you got to kind of bite your tongue a, a lot, a lot and put up a lot with people's shit, man. Especially when Absolutely. people go eat and they're having a bad day or you, or you, or you have like a, a, you know, a couple that they're having a bad time and, and, and the guy's probably mad or the girl's mad and they give you a fucking attitude and you're like, fuck, I don't want to say shit cause I'm going to get fired, you know? But realistically in your mind, you're like, you just want to tell them to fuck off. But if you do tell them to fuck off, then you're no longer going to be waiting tables and have a job and be able to provide for, for you know, for rent or whatever utilities you have, you know that, that you gotta pay. Or if you're uh, if you're in campus on a college, or I mean, how are you gonna be able to get by? You know, you gotta get another job. And if you're gonna go get another job, they're gonna ask you, hey, where where did you work before? And they're gonna be like, oh, so you got fired because you 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 wanted to talk shit. So that for sure would definitely increase your you know your communication skills for sure. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Like I said, if anybody has a problem with spaces or, you know, thinking that you you tried to do a space and it was really tough and it's just practice, put in the reps, keep putting in the reps. Even if you only have like two people in your space, keep doing it. These live audio spaces make you be a better, basically better public speaker. You can come in here, chat it up and start, stop saying your ums and uhs and stuff like that because then that, that actually breaks up the conversation. I'd rather pause than actually say um or uh and all those other things. It definitely whacks out all the stuff that you need to not say. So that is that is yeah. definitely some that is definitely some alpha right there. And that that humility, man, that is absolutely spot on. You should always remain humble. Never be too good for certain work. Never be too good Never, for man. it. You know what I mean? That's that's my method as well. I'm like I'm not too good to like get in the trenches and get my hands dirty if I need to, to do something like most of the stuff I do is like done by me or I hire, I outsource some things and hire it to a developer. And then I understand like that's work, you know, like that's stuff I can't do or they're, they're actually helping me and you got to treat them with like super kindness and be grateful. You could even afford to have someone help you with stuff. So very cool stuff, man, Daniel, you have a really, you have a really great outlook on life and you know, it's, thank you. It's, 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 not a lot of people could like come back from a story like yours, man. Not a lot of people would be able to like see the, you know what I mean? Like see the sunrise for, you know what I mean? And like be like, be able to be like, man, I'm just so grateful. Most people, you know, we already know the statistics just go backwards, you know what I mean? You know, it's yeah. just a never ending cycle of in and out of that kind of stuff. So mad respect to you, my man. Like you live in LA, by the way, I'm in LA too. Hopefully one day we get a chance to meet up, man. I would love to just like, you know what I mean? You're just, you're just a good person. You know, I, I consider you uh, I want to be able to consider you a friend at some point, just cause like I said, your story is so inspirational. 
I don't know if you're going to be at NFTLA, but I'm going to be at NFTLA. So hopefully there'll be a chance for us to meet up at some point. Yeah, I'm going to definitely be there, man. Nice. And one thing that I wanted to touch base on uh, sure. uh, something that you said, man, it's like, uh, I always think myself, like, stay humble, man. Don't don't ever get too egotistical where you act like you shit don't stink. Cause that, you know, you know, that happens often, man. And not just in, in the active world, but in general, man, like, in crypto and everywhere when you start getting a little bit of money you're like you start thinking that you're better than anybody everybody else and that's something that that i don't like to see i always I always tell people i always tell people you always got to remember where you came from man the day you forget where you came from you become a piece of shit man seriously yep i i, I agree with that hey um Facero, um, oh, fully Vox is in the audience, but he's, he's not up as a speaker too bad. We can ask the questions, but, uh, all good, man. I look forward to seeing this marketplace, see how it works out. I hope it really works well for you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually think there should be, you know, 50 marketplaces and, you know, let the, let those marketplaces get, you know, uh, it's survival of the fittest and whatever, whatever platform people like want to use, they should be able to use it and not, you know, it is a short term win for for any marketplace that incentivizes them to use that marketplace right so it's going to be a tough road to come back from once you turn off rewards and maybe rewards never get turned off on blur so i i hope uh you know high frequency traders are getting rewarded i hope tra- regular retail traders are are getting rewarded somehow by using like a really good marketplace and i really hope royalties stick around because that actually helps creators continue to create don't get me wrong. You should always diversify your, your income. Again, like if yeah. creators are reliant on, on a uh, royalty, you have to understand like royalties could go away. So that's why you always should have a plan A, B and C and D even like when it comes to like diversifying your income. So when one income stream goes away, you're not left like holding the bag and then trying to figure it out later. You should do that now before that happens. Yeah. So. Somebody asked about royalties earlier, uh, Lucas. Um, yes, sir. Uh, that's when I was getting rugged and, and uh, fully boxed. I uh, went on a call. Uh, one thing that we we don't want to do is take away royalties from the artists. Because once you take royalties away from the artists, yeah, obviously, like you say, you want to diversify. But one thing is, we never want to take royalties from 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 the artists because if you don't get on no royalties, I mean, you're just gonna sell the PFP, whatever you do, and that's that. There's gonna be no more revenue. Uh, and I'm saying it as me for as for, for example as an actor, you know, pretty sure everybody knows that we get royalties, we get residuals. So yes, if we were to work on a show, like say for example Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, if I was not getting the residuals, it's like I only got one paycheck, man. And the fact that people are able to see me, like, on uh, in the whole show, and not just me, but be able to stream the the show so so much so much and for us not to give royalties it's like it's like we're being used right so same thing with the nfts like we don't want to take away royalties from 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 the artists because the artists need to eat man they're not the artists need a little bit of royalties to be able to to keep on going and not just be able to make one project and be like okay uh i made this this much money and i don't got no more income so you, we always want to incentivize and and give royalties to the artists because they deserve it. And if you're gonna keep on, people are gonna keep on selling the and reselling and reselling, and reselling the the PFPs. They should get a little cut. 
every single time somebody sells your PFP, you should get a cut. I I, I know that, I mean, OpenSea is now giving the option of cutting the royalties from the from the artist, which that's kind of sucks because a lot of people don't want to pay extra money, right? Because you're already paying for the gas. I, I, but fortunately, we, we're not paying as much gas as six, ten months ago because gas back then was like, fuck, it was so much. I know. We were okay with paying for it too. I remember that well. Yeah, we okay, <laughs> yeah that's the problem. We we're okay with paying with it because that's just kind of the way it is. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, OpenSea is, is cool, but like I said, you know, their their support is shit, and a lot of things are not right. But some a lot of times we're kind of forced to use it because that's kind of like the the number one marketplace, right? Uh, same thing with Blur. Like a lot of people started getting onto Blur because you know it's new. You started getting a lot of kickbacks, the airdrops, and all that stuff. But not that I'm saying that we're gonna be better than them. You know, that's not our goal. Obviously, our goal is to grow as much as we can, but. Like fully boxed, as long as we get a little piece of the pie and we're able to provide a marketplace where people are gonna be happy trading and they're gonna be comfortable and they're gonna feel like they're heard, that's all we're going for, man. You know, it's not about making a shitload of money. Obviously, we want to make a lot of money. Obviously, my my whole thing in crypto, I get into crypto because I wanted, I still want, I want to retire my mom with crypto. That's my main objective. That's my main priority right now. That's my goal. Uh, after that, you know, that then I could take care of myself and buy a house and all that, all that good stuff. But my my priority right now is able to retire my mom and later on down the line be able to make films with crypto and all that good stuff. But yeah, man, I know I just kind of went on a no. You're a good. Little, a little thing right now. <laughs> no, that's good, man. You should go on. You should go on these things. You sound very passionate about what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to be successful as well, my man. So if you guys ever want to come back on this show and like, you know, when you guys launch, we'll have you back on and we'll, we'll make sure that, you know, people know about it. That's my idea for you. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, let's, let's get you guys some visibility. So let's just come back in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll put you back on. Yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate appreciate everything. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, uh, absolutely. My pleasure, yeah. my man. Thank you. Yeah, totally. You guys have a great day. Thank you. You as well. And that wraps up our episode for today, everybody. Thanks for joining us. You guys are awesome. Can't do it without a community like this. And again, I want to say thanks to Brad. I want to thanks, say thanks to Face. And of course, thanks to Mintify, one of our amazing partners not a paid uh partner at all so we're not taking payment from those guys they're just one of our partners that comes in and gives a great market recap if you want to like use some really great software for nfts go check out mintify it's an amazing platform you won't be dissatisfied these guys are awesome they know what they're doing great ceo great software check out mintify you will not be dissatisfied with those guys and with that said thanks for coming out everybody 